everyone, and welcome back to Teaching Miss G. I hope you guys had a phenomenal last two weeks. Um, the past two weeks haven't been super exciting for me, I won't lie to you. Uh, <laughs> one of the weeks, so this last week, has been February break. So it was nice because it was really restful. Um, I've gotten through a lot of my book because I had lots of free time since it's still kind of quarantine-y here in Massachusetts, so there's not too much to do. Um, but yeah, I watched Soul for the first time. I don't know if anybody has seen that Disney movie, but it is awesome. Like, definitely one of my favorite new Disney movies that they've put out. It's Pixar, so like, you know it's gonna be a tearjerker, but it was really, really good. It was beautiful to watch, too. And then, yeah, that's about it. I was reading my book, I was watching some Disney movies, and now I'm getting ready to go back to school tomorrow. So before I do, let's get started. Today we're going to be talking about something that is, like, not super deep, but something that I think everybody at least has some personal experience with. Um... And so I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago, or it might have been over a month ago now, I asked people on my Instagram if they had any suggestions for different episodes, topics, things like that. Um, and one that kept popping up was self-image or like confidence or um, self-love and things like that. So I figured I would touch upon it. I have some opinions. I have some thoughts, um, but it is a little deeper and a little more opinionated than I have been on here so far. So just wanted to give a little, little, little disclaimer that I'm going to be sharing some thoughts and they might be very rambly and they might be very um, scattered because I have a lot of thoughts about this. So it was a little harder to organize than my other episodes where I, it was pretty straightforward. Um, so the reason why I think this is going to be interesting but also tough to talk about is because everybody has their own experience with this and everybody is in a different place with this, um, especially the whole self-love part of it. And I have my own opinion about like self-love and social media and how they go together and all this stuff, um, but it's going to be different because everybody feels differently about this. Everybody has experienced this differently and everybody has their own story when it comes to this because everybody has a relationship with themselves. So this is just my opinion based off my experiences with myself. So I just wanted to throw that out there before we get started. Um, but I think that you can't talk about self-image without talking about social media. You just can't because social media has become a part of people's self-image, not in a defining way, but in a way where the same way you express yourself with what you wear, you express yourself with how you portray yourself on social media. Um, and it has become a way that people not judge, well, some people judge from it, but it's become a way that people really express themselves. Um... Um, 10 years ago when everybody's getting on Instagram and making their profiles, it was silly little things like posting your coffee with like a rainbow filter and things like that. And it's transformed into this massive thing that now has influencers and people make money from it. And 
people compare themselves to these perfectly filtered and edited photos. And it has become a huge source of insecurities for a lot of people. And I think that I can't talk about self-image without acknowledging that the images that people see constantly play a huge role in that. Um, so for the last however many years, um, there's been influencers and people on Instagram making their lives look perfect, um, which is their right to do. I think that Instagram is a really cool place because you can create whatever type of content you want. Like, you can create a space where everything looks perfect and beautiful and that is your space to make it that way. And I think that's incredibly cool and that's a great way to express yourself. Um, you can also take it absolutely not seriously at all and just post unfiltered funny photos of you and your friends and your family. It is up to you what you decide to do with it. But a big, I think, culture around Instagram has been making things look perfect. Making your life look perfect. Making yourself look perfect. Making yourself stylish and trendy and cool. Um, I am not immune to that. <laughs> I 100% post things because I'm like, oh, I look good there. Or like... I want to share this song because I think it's cool and, like, then people might, like, have similar music tastes and might want to talk about it, things like that. Um, but I think that there's also a pressure to portray yourself perfectly on Instagram. Um, I think that there's a lot of pressure and a lot of, I don't know, people invest a lot of themselves into Instagram and invest a lot of how they see other people in Instagram as well. And I think that that is where, that's where the self-image stuff starts. Um, I just know that there are so many people, especially this past year when social media became a platform for a lot of changes, which is amazing that it can be used that way. There were a lot of people who don't use their platform in that way that were criticized. Um, there are a lot of people who do use their platform in that way, whether it be political, social, emotional, whatever it is that you are promoting. Um, there are a lot of people who will judge you no matter which side of the line you fall on. Somebody who expresses themselves a lot on Instagram, somebody who expresses themselves not at all on Instagram or goes silent on Instagram sometimes. People judge no matter which end of the spectrum you're on. Um, and that got me thinking. <laughs> about how it is, it's kind of weird how everybody has this pressure to either portray yourself a certain way that people will like you or learn to be okay with the fact that people will not like you based on how you portray yourself at a very young age because a lot of the people on Instagram, it ranges from grandmothers to people who are 13, sometimes younger. Um... And that pressure to be perfect has been the culture of Instagram for a really long time. And within the last couple years, there's been a shift. And that shift has been towards body positivity and self-acceptance and self-love, which is super, super cool. People like sharing their self-love journeys, sharing their self-acceptance journeys. Um, it's awesome and it's created a community within Instagram that is really cool. But... 
and this is where my opinion people like agree or disagree um I think that it's another extreme that you might be judged for not falling into so let me explain that (laughs) um there's this really cool shift towards self-love and being authentic on Instagram and not filtering as much and not editing as much and just existing as you are, which is really, really cool until people use that as a reason to judge the people who do filter and who do edit their photos. Um, And I think self-love journeys are wonderful to hear about when they're explained But sometimes there's this pressure almost to go straight from hating yourself to loving yourself. And nobody, and this is not just in social media, this is just how I feel about this in general. People from a very young age tell you like, it's important to love yourself, it's important to love yourself, it's important to love yourself. And it is. But nobody ever says, here's how you love yourself. Nobody ever says, here's how you get from hating yourself to loving yourself. And I'm going to use a teacher term. It's scaffolding. So basically, I'm going to use an analogy of like a student in my class. This is not a real student. This is a hypothetical student. I am not disclosing any information about my students. That's important to say. Um, But say a student in my class walks into fourth grade reading at a second grade level. I'm not going to hand him a fourth grade level book and say, go have fun, because he cannot handle that yet. He cannot read at a fourth grade level just because he is now in fourth grade. Just because I told him, well, you're a fourth grader, you should be able to do it. That's not how it works. I have to meet him where he is and say, you're reading at a second grade level. Great. Here's a second grade book. We're going to work up to a third grade book. Once we're at a third grade book, we'll work our way up to a fourth grade book. There are steps and there are levels and there are scaffolds. And instead of making a big jump and making a student feel like a failure or dumb or not good enough because they couldn't jump from second grade to fourth grade without all of the stuff that happens in between, um, you give them a chance to take those steps at their own pace. I think the same thing applies when you are trying to go from a bad place with your self-image and your self-esteem to a good place. Because there's this phenomenal movement where everybody is sharing themselves authentically and like being their raw authentic selves, which is great. But I think it's just as important to share how you get there. It's not enough to just say, You should love yourself because I learned how to love myself and now I'm a happier person than you. That is a roundabout way of saying I'm better than you. (laughs) And I don't think that's fair. I think that it should be, I learned how to love myself. Here's how I did it. Maybe that'll work for you too. And if it doesn't work for you, you're not a failure. You just are a different person. Um, So everybody has their own journey with this. And everybody has their own road to getting to a place where you are happy with yourself. I went from a place where I really didn't like myself to a place where now I'm very happy with myself and with who I am as a person. Um, And I want 
to not be a hypocrite <laughs> and explain how I got there. Um, not in a super personal way. I just feel like nobody talks about the in-between stages between hating yourself and loving yourself. So I want to talk about those in-between stages. Um, it's a long process. I went from really not liking myself a couple years ago to just within the last year really being secure and happy with who I am. Um, and I think that it's important to know that it doesn't happen overnight. And I wish that that was something that someone told me when I was in that space. Um, so the first thing is first, I, to go from hating yourself to loving yourself, the first step is to tolerate yourself. Um, and in that step, it's really just accepting that you are a human being who deserves the same baseline level of respect and care as you would give any other human being. So literally the way that you would treat a stranger, you should be able to be that kind to yourself. The reason why I say tolerate yourself is because going even from hating yourself to liking yourself was a big jump for me. I went from saying very mean things to myself to saying, have I ever spoken to a stranger? Even somebody I really don't like that much, would I ever speak to them the way that I talk to myself? And since the answer was no, because I'm not a jerk, um, I started talking to myself at least in a cordial way. That's it. Nothing crazy, but just like, oh, you did a good thing. Thank you. Then, once you get comfortable being tolerable towards yourself, you start to do nice things for yourself the way you would if you liked someone. Not the way you would if it was your best friend in the whole world, but the way that you would treat somebody who you know and you like as an acquaintance, you know? That's when you just kind of start to root for yourself a little bit. It doesn't have to be that deep. It doesn't have to be that exciting. It's not this massive shift. It's just, oh, I did a good thing today. Like, cool, give yourself a little pat on the back. It's celebrating little wins and giving yourself credit where credit is due, saying, I am not a horrible friend. I was a good friend to that person. I <laughs> am not a horrible student, clearly, because I'm getting decent grades. I try really hard. Those things don't take much, but it's a step above what you would give a stranger, and it's not quite to the point where you would be fully loving yourself. Um, in this stage, the hardest part to get from liking yourself to loving yourself is there's still going to be a lot of negative emotions. There's still going to be a lot of times where you want to beat yourself up over little mistakes and over things that make you feel a certain way. And I think that um, I'm going to reference a book that I read in peak quarantine, so I do not want any hate because it is a TikTok book and it is about manifesting, okay? Full disclosure, I was in a dark place. I was reaching for straws. Now I kind of like it. It makes me sound like a hippie. I know it makes me sound like a hippie, but this part makes sense whether you believe in that stuff or not, okay? This is a book called Ask and It Is Given, and it talks about manifesting, but not in the sense where, like, you light a candle and you chant three times and, like, all of a sudden you get all your desires. That's not what it is. Um, it's basically more so a book about accepting 
situations for what they are and accepting yourself for what you are. Um, and so the best thing that I learned from this book has nothing to do with manifesting, has nothing to do with anything spiritual. It has to do with feelings. Um, so there's a whole chapter and it talks about how people are really scared of negative emotions. People are really scared of being frustrated. They're really scared of being sad. They're really scared of being hurt. They're really scared of being angry. And they're worried that if they feel too many of those things, they are going to be a negative person because they're feeling negative emotions. The reason why I love this chapter in the book is it talks about how you are not a negative person for experiencing negative feelings. You are just a human being. That's it. Um, and how those negative emotions have a purpose and that's why you experience them. They're not there to try and drag you down. That's what happens if you don't acknowledge them and if you don't address them and if you don't listen to them. So um, the advice that the book gives, and this is the advice that I think pushed me from the liking myself stage to the loving myself stage, was I was getting really frustrated because I was saying, I'm trying to be a positive person, but we're in a global pandemic and like there's only so much I can do to be a positive person. There's only so much I can control. And I was getting really frustrated and then I was getting mad that I was getting frustrated because I wanted so badly to be positive. And the chapter basically says, <laughs> all of those feelings are telling you that something is wrong. You might not be able to fix whatever is wrong at that exact moment, but it's just telling you something is off and you need to listen to it. Pushing it down is not going to fix it. Pretending it's not there is not going to fix it. What's going to fix it is you acknowledging it, addressing it, and trying to change whatever is making you feel that way. And when I read that, it reminded me of something that my Nana used to say to me, and that's why I started listening to it is because my Nana was in fact the smartest person in the world. It's factual. It just, it is what it is. It reminded me of when she said, listen to how you feel when you're around people because that will tell you their intentions. And that didn't make sense to me when I was like 15 and she told me that. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I just want to be friends with everybody. And now after reading that book, the way I took it was... You have to listen to how other people make you feel because that will tell you if they are good people for you. You have to listen to how certain situations make you feel because that will tell you if that is a good situation for you. It doesn't tell you objectively if a good if a person or a situation is good or bad, but it tells you if it's good for you or if something's off and you need to change that thing. So clearly, like there was a global pandemic. I was not able to be in the career that I wanted at that time and I couldn't see most of my friends because of the global pandemic. I'm a fairly social person. I like seeing my friends. So it was not abnormal of me to be frustrated and mad. That was a very natural human response. Sometimes you just can't change those things and accepting that I'm not a negative person because I feel negative things helped me to feel at least a little better in that situation because I could accept none of those things were in my control. 
none of those things were things that I could change yet. It didn't mean that it was going to stay that way forever, but it also didn't mean that it was something that I had to take responsibility for. And I think that was when I started to cut myself a little more slack. And once I could do that is when it just kind of naturally eased in to loving myself. And it is different than I thought it was going to be. I don't wake up every morning and go like, damn Gab, you look good. <laughs> like That's not what it is. Um, but it is some, it's a visible, not even a visible change. It's like, I can feel it. It is definitely a change in the way that I approach situations with myself. I am much more patient with myself. And I think the loving yourself part, everybody makes it sound like it's sunshine and rainbows. And when you love yourself, it's when you have a perfect skincare routine and a perfect workout routine and a perfect diet. Um, And that's just not it. (laughs) When you love yourself, it's when you can give the same care and forgiveness and patience to yourself as you do to the people that you love. So the same way that I take care of my friends and my family and the same way that I love them and support them is the same thing that I try to do for myself. Is it a perfect system? No. (laughs) But because I took the time to build up to it, now even on the days where it's really, it's tough, it's tough to love yourself, I at least know that I like myself because I took the time to get to know myself and I took the time to celebrate those little wins and be kind to myself. Um, It's also like a big part of it is that I just trust myself a little more instead of questioning all the time when things are going to happen or why things aren't happening or blah, blah, blah. I just kind of trust that they're going to happen and I just trust myself that I'm capable and that I'm good at what I do and I'm going to get better if I'm not good at it yet. Um, (laughs) It's just kind of when you recognize that you are a human being, you do not have to be perfect, you do not need to do all of the things that you see everybody else doing, and it's okay for you to not please everybody because you know that you are a good person whether you make them whether other people perceive you as one or not. It's it's very important how you talk to yourself. And I thought this was the cheesiest thing ever. Um, I won't lie. I thought it was corny. When I saw those people with like the little sticky notes on their mirror of like, I am beautiful. I am loved. I was like, gross. I would never do that. Not because I was judging them for doing it, but because I knew that I could not speak to myself that way. And so the thought of looking at myself in the mirror and saying, you're beautiful, was like atrocious, appalling. But there's a science behind this. I'm not quite sure what the science is, but if you look up the rice experiment, Cassie told me about this and I looked it up and it's the coolest thing in the world. Um, That's dramatic. It might not be the coolest thing in the world, but I thought it was cool. Basically, it's an experiment where if you take two different containers of cooked rice and you put them 12 inches apart at least and you write a little sticky note on one that says, thank you, rice, or like, good job, rice. And then on the other one, you say stupid rice. And if once a day you say thank you, rice, to the one container and then stupid rice to the other container, 
the one that you speak kindly to will stay fresh and the one that you say stupid rice to will mold. And I thought that it wasn't real until I looked up the experiment. It is an actual thing and I do not understand the science behind it. I kept looking up different articles and no one can fully explain why one molds and the other doesn't except for the fact that you are speaking to them differently. And if that is rice, <laughs> a cooked inanimate object, <laughs> imagine how hard it is for you to grow and change or be positive if you speak to yourself horribly. And so that is why I think thinking about yourself, you can't just jump from thinking that you're stupid rice to thinking that you are fabulous rice. <laughs> I don't know how to make a better analogy than that. You can't jump from super, super negative self-talk to super, super positive self-talk overnight. And that's where I think accepting where you are, saying, I really don't like myself and I would like to change and going to tolerating yourself and then going to liking yourself and then going to loving yourself, it makes it A, attainable and very realistic because you should be realistic with yourself. Um, and also it lets you build a more sustainable type of relationship with yourself. Um, one of, I talked about Instagram and influencers and all that stuff. Um, one influencer who I really, really love, I'm going to butcher her name because I don't know how to say her last name. Her first name is Meek. Um, and so it's Meek Zazone. I think that's her name, like how you say her name. Um, she is phenomenal. She is someone who recovered from an eating disorder and she talks a lot about body positivity and self-love and self-acceptance, but she doesn't sugarcoat it. And that's what I like about her. Um, she <laughs> talks about how it was really hard, how that she still has bad days and she will live stream those bad days. And I think that she is a great example of somebody who merges between the two worlds of an influencer who really has a beautiful feed. She has her merch. She has her um, photo presets. Like, she's an influencer, but she's very transparent about her struggles. She's very transparent about what her life is like when she's having good health days, when she's having bad mental health days. She's just very open with people, and I think that that is so beneficial. I wish that her page was around when I was starting because I think seeing somebody who's like, yes, I love myself and I'm very sure of that and I still have days where I don't, it doesn't come easily to me. Um, I think that that is so important and I think that it kind of highlights the best of both worlds because I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I don't love the body positivity movement. I do, but I think it's great that people are aware of how necessary self-love is. I just also think it needs to be talked about realistically um, because putting pressure to love yourself, putting pressure on yourself to love yourself perfectly can be just as harmful as not loving yourself at all. If you're the fourth grader in my class who reads at a second grade level, I'm not handing you a fourth grade book until you're ready for a fourth grade book. Work up to a third grade book work up to liking yourself. Then you can handle working up to loving yourself. 
but I think that big jump scares so many people um, and it scares them away from it because they feel like I've been working on this for so long and I haven't gotten there yet. Like I've been working, I've, I've poured myself a nice glass of wine and put on a face mask. Why do I still feel insecure? <laughs> and I think that um, being realistic, that it's not all bubble baths and face masks. Sometimes it is really hard work and accepting parts of yourself that you don't like and reliving certain situations that you don't want to so that you can learn from them, um, I think is super important to talk about and be open about. So yeah, I think, I think I did okay explaining my opinion. Basically, there's no such thing as loving yourself perfectly. There's no such thing as perfect because we are human beings. And I wanted to emphasize that because I think that there should be an emphasis on it um, in everything that anybody ever does. But I that is where I want to end this. If you guys have more questions or if there's something I didn't cover in this and you want to talk about it more or you want me to talk about it more or you want me to bring on a guest and talk with them about it, um, let me know because I've just been rambling for about... 30 minutes and I would love to hear some of your input as well if you listen to this. Um, so I'm going to end this by saying thank you for listening. I hope that all of you love yourselves. If you do not and you just tolerate yourself or like yourself, I am still proud of you for doing that because it is not always easy. And I hope you have a fabulous next two weeks before you hear my ramblings again. <laughs> Bye.